Hey everyone, welcome to the 32nd episode of the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. From everyone at Epilogue, we hope you enjoyed your week. My name is Ben Vollmer, and this week, as always, I'm joined by Marcos Carmona and Dakota Trammell. Marcos, how you doing? This Yo, week? What's up? I'm doing great, dude. I- I'm officially you? ready for the season. We're there. ready for the season. This We're is there. this. I realized as a gamer, we have a very special privilege because at this time of year, and I think if you're like a if you're a big movie watcher, which I I like to do both, I like to play games and watch movies. This is the best time of year. Uh, oh, for, it's fantastic, and it lines up perfectly because as somebody in school, I get this time off. I'm about to have like four or five weeks off, which oh, is amazing. So luxury. I'm just yeah, I'm really I'm really digging that. It's uh, it lines up perfectly. Uh, Dakota, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm a little salty because over I bought a lot of stuff over Black Friday. I'm not salty about well, I'm a little bit. My wallet's not feeling hot. Yeah, same. About I, a week ago, I bought the like the cool new PS4 controllers. <laughs> I got a blue one, the the cool berry blue one, and berry on blue. Black Friday they were all on sale. Yep. I was That's pretty all- salty about that. That's always a bummer. So yeah, I had a situation where I just bought a monitor for my new PC for about $500 and it was on sale for 350 on Black mm-hmm. Friday, two weeks later. But again, that's my own fault. I kind of knew that like, there's always a chance that Black Friday is going to bring some hot deal. And it just so happened that uh, in this particular case, I lost out on $150. But listen, everybody, think of it, think of it this way. You bought that controller... And how many days in advance did you get it? Seven. Yeah, so you got that controller for a whole seven days before all those Black Friday losers. That doesn't were... make me feel better. No, it should. <laughs> so I could have easily waited. I got Twitch money, and then I was like, oh, I could buy something real good. <laughs> Amazing. And then, then I was like, wait. Because controllers never go on sale. Yeah, I noticed they all did this particular Black Friday. They, and everywhere. They went on sale everywhere. So I was, yeah, was like, 40 bucks, never go on sale. Like, all the way. Yeah. yeah. Marcos, did you buy anything on Black Friday? Any oh, good man. gaming stuff? Uh, I bought a new headset. I did buy uh, another controller, but it was just a regular one. I just needed a new controller. I wanted to buy the... Uh, PlayStation VR, but I had to hold off because Amazon announced that they were going to drop the PlayStation 4 edition of Kingdom Hearts 3, so I had to put aside 500 for that, and uh, that's where my wallet cried. Yeah. Yeah, I actually went into a Best Buy and came out with nothing. My my brother did buy me an NES Classic, which I had not been able to find yet, so now I have that's an awesome. SNES Classic and an NES Classic. That's sweet. Very happy about that. Um, I, but yeah, going. I got a, go I got ahead. A 4K to TV. Oh, did you? Yeah. That's oh, got like. That's really I, nice. I got a real 4K TV. Uh, my ex actually worked on Thanksgiving Day, um, but I worked at like four to three in the morning. Um, but I, there's a Best Buy had TVs on sale. They had one that I was like particularly interested in. It was a Toshiba 4K smart TV, and it was 43 inches big. For $130. That's crazy. Like, I just bought a 4K insane. TV a couple of years ago for like 500 And I thought yeah. that was cheap. And yeah, the- I bought one maybe a couple weeks ago when my dog broke one <laughs> for a few hundred. Yeah, that, that kind of hurts. They didn't have the one I wanted, but because I, I had 
um, my boyfriend going to pick it up for me anyway because he was off of work, like right when the stores open. Um, and since they, they ran out really, really fast because that's an insane deal. But he ended up as a early Christmas gift getting me a Samsung 4K 43-inch smart TV. That was also on sale, but for like a a significant amount more. Right. Well, maybe it'll end up being a good thing. Like, who knows? Maybe the Samsung was better. It's really, really nice, though. Great. It's real nice. I I, So I, in terms of monitors, I don't really notice a big difference uh, between 4K and 1080, but... For my television, like bigger televisions, I really, really notice the difference. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm a 4K. I think all, now all three of us we're we're living in 4K, which is yeah, dude. Netflix amazing. looks amazing. Yeah, it does. does. I upgraded my Netflix. Was like, hey, we see you got a 4K TV. You want to start playing for those 4K services? <laughs> God damn it! Yeah, it's the yeah. only 4K thing. Of I'll course, you do. Yeah, <laughs> you have to. <laughs> that's that's interesting that they're able to read that technology. Um, it's incredible, really. So we were, we've been out a couple of weeks. Uh, last week I was sick, and then I, Marcos was, I think you were in Mexico. Yeah, I was with the family. I yeah. mean, last week it was also Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we did, I mean, we, we told people we were going to do an episode, and then immediately after we were like, I don't think we're going to be able to do an episode. No, we said we wouldn't. We, well, I don't know if we said it on the like actual podcast, but we were like, uh, we figured Thanksgiving wouldn't work out just because of all right. of our schedules. Yeah, and it didn't. So we're here now a couple of weeks later. But the good news is not a whole lot of news broke since. But there are a couple of larger topics we're going to talk about today including the fact that Sony is not attending E3 2019. Uh, We also have some extra game award information to talk about, which now seems like it's the big place for announcements, especially with E3 starting to dwindle. Um, Then we'll talk a little bit about Fallout 76's release and broken video games um, as no coincidence of, you know, Fallout 76's release. But first, I do want to start with a little trivia. Now, this isn't our traditional trivia. If you guys remember a few weeks ago, we had we started playing a game called Gimme the Plot, where I read the Wikipedia plot, and you guys have to guess what the oh game boy. is. So the rules, again, are you each have two guesses, but once you make your first guess, if you're wrong, you have to wait until the other player makes their first guess. So make sure that if you're going to guess, you know the answer. Okay. Dakota made up a point last week, so uh, she's still one behind. But for the purposes of this game, you can each guess whenever you feel comfortable. Now, again, I have changed a few of the words here to make sure I don't spoil the plot. So you're going to have to guess around that, okay? So here we go. I'm starting. Did we get now. a hint of like the genre of the game because we kind of did last time. No, no hint did for we? the genre this time. We got no one hint. last time. You we said got a hint for the horror episode, so that kind of oh, like okay. I get it. it. But this no, no hint this time. You're just gonna have to guess. That's you. I, <laughs> I think you can do it. Okay. So the player begins the game in their hometown after venturing alone in the long and tall vegetation. The player is stopped by their mentor, a famous researcher. The mentor explains that the, to the player that wild monsters may be living there and encountering them alone could be dangerous. He takes the player to his laboratory where the player meets the mentor's grandson. 
a rival aspiring fighter. The player and the grandson are both instructed to select a companion monster for their travels. That's so it. like, like that's, it's Pokemon, but like, do we have to say one? what Pokemon? Yeah, uh, like... yeah, it, it, uh, you could just say Pokemon. Okay. Oh, well, okay. Uh, yeah, because I was waiting for like more information to guess this. Question. How did you guys not get? You didn't no, no, dude. I got so I, like I was so like I was ready for the debate. Like I was ready for something to happen. Yeah. Like, I the grandson. Neither of you well, guys get a point for this one. I went through the whole game. How dare you? Oh, if we had to do it before it was finished? Yeah, that's the oh. whole game. Well, we, we were waiting, though, because we thought we had to guess a specific Pokemon game. Nah, even still, it, this is the only Pokemon game where this I specific mean, Honestly, game. I wasn't 100% on the Pokemon thing. Like, but, I was still waiting for I'm something. Oh. See, I knew it was Pokemon. I was just expecting to guess a different game. I already know that. I already tossed out Ruby and Sapphire because... You don't encounter the professor. He's you're, he's being mong. Mongol. This is literally the only game where this plot exists. As somebody who has played all of the Pokemon games, I was I really, wouldn't have meant. Like I, I was almost. I guess that's fair. It is slightly true. Yeah, it oh, is. It the is the only the only one where the rival is the grandson, as far as I know, and also the only one where is immediately when you go into like the tall grass. So it could have been Pokemon. Fire red and leaf green versus just Pokemon. I would have. I would have been okay with that though. Yo, let's go. Could have been Let's Go. It could have been Let's Go. I don't know. I haven't played the beginning of Let's Go. But either way, Red Blue would have worked. Or yeah. any any combination of generation. Actually, one. no. I think in um, Diamond and Pearl, the, the your rival is um, also... It's either... Their rival is related to the professor in some way, shape, or form. To professor Juniper? Is that her name? No, isn't it Dawn? Isn't Dawn your rival? Who's Dawn? Dawn? Don, the little the little girl with the uh, the hat. Oh, I guess well, it's I mean, depending on who you play, yeah. But like, oh, I'm pretty sure that they are related to that one in some way. Hmm. All right. There's a game where they. I don't know. Either I way, I I feel deeply ashamed that neither of you guessed this. Well, I'm glad we Our did listeners it. This... are probably cringing at home. This might be the most <laughs> obvious start to this any game ever. Oh heck! This was rigged. It was not rigged, not rigged at all. We'll see. Maybe our listeners will will say like, "Hey, that I would have never guessed." I don't know. Maybe, but I have a feeling I'll be getting so a lot of responses know, saying, "How did they? How did they not guess?" Game. How did How did they not guess? It's Pokemon. It's it is the Pokemon. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's break into our news. Um, let's. I don't want to bury the lead here. Uh, Sony announced that they were not going to be attending E3 in 2019. This is a big, big deal for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, um, Sony has been sort of the staple of E3 since its inception, I think in like 1996 or so. May even go further back than that, but it's been going on for a long time. And uh, usually they put the most money into their press conference last year. They had that whole debacle where they were moving people from like theater to theater it was kind of seen as a disaster but clearly they put a ton of money into it so it it, it does seem weird that they went from 100 to zero now sony hasn't said anything about being out of e3 for the rest of eternity but we do know that they will not be having a press conference or a presence on the show floor in 2019 so marcos what are your initial thoughts here i was sad man <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, what? I'm a big Sony fanboy. I don't know what what's squeaking over there. I'm a. <laughs> <laughs> anyway continue it, it looked like i don't know when i talked to other people that i knew about this thing um they were saying like yo e3's dying and all that stuff and i don't want to believe that kind of thing this is like a big i mean e3 is the biggest game convention sort of thing i would think i could be wrong i'm not Isn't entirely it kind no, of I... like the only game convention well, I mean, there's also PAX. Yeah, there's like there, PAX. Comic-Con oh. Games has, has a pretty substantial... Well, not, not Comic-Con. Comic- Comic-Con isn't for games, okay? Yeah, but it's like... No, PAX it's, it's like not, a, but it's still a convention where games are a staple. Yeah, like Tokyo Game Show is another one. But, yeah. like, Sony has their own, like, experience, like the PSXs. But, but I mean, that was, even they, they canceled also, that this year. Yeah, like, they also canceled that. Like, the only thing that I'm aware of them attending is the Tokyo Game Show that they do every year. Which... They show like five things that are interesting. Yeah, um, it just so, it just seems weird. Like the one of the big three just abandoning E three. Yeah, this this strikes me as odd. I think first and foremost, just like you were saying, it's sad. Um, e three, whether or not it's the biggest convention, um, I I don't know. It used to be just called a trade show. I think it still is called a trade show, but it really has turned into a convention. Um, so. I, I think that when you're looking at it from like uh you know the a meta perspective here, this this could spell the beginning of the end for E3. I, I think it really could. I don't want to admit that 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 could be the case, but I think there it's at least worth considering that this big event that gamers have known have grown to like know and love uh, could be nearing its end but i think the more realistic answer here is that sony probably doesn't have a lot to show um with microsoft bringing whatever the xbox scarlet is going to end up being called to to the next e3 in all likelihood at least um it, it would seem that sony is just not ready to present the ps5 yet and i think that's pretty reasonable i think that's right i think yeah. that's a good look at it oh, so man. so microsoft's gonna be a monster dude yeah, I have a feeling that Microsoft, this will be... Now, Microsoft has confirmed that they will be there. So Nintendo hasn't said anything, but they have a presence on the show floor, which was already announced. So everything else seems to be as uh, we, we've we previously known it. It's, it's really only um, Sony. And of course, EA still has its own thing, which is still in LA, but it's like in a separate building. But they'll they'll have some kind of presence in that at least general date area or range. So, Dakota, what do you think? Do you think that it will be in 2020? We'll be talking about Sony not being at E3, or do you think that there's a chance that this is just a year off? Um, I think it's just like well, obviously they just don't have nothing to bring, and it's like that's kind of a shame. Like, there's not one single thing you guys got to talk about at all, whatsoever. Not new games, not, like, I don't know. I think they're just trying to, like, I feel like they really didn't plan on having to make a new console anytime soon, because, I mean, they even said we're not making a console anytime soon. Uh, And then Xbox came out and said, hey, we're making one. And they're like, well, shit. So now they're just trying to hustle on that. I feel like that's what's going on. They're dropping everything to focus on that. That that could be. I think there's a couple things going on. So one thing that I have heard is that they do have a few games, but most of them have already been shown. So we're talking about something like Death Stranding 
and that they also plan on these games being PS5 releases. So it's my guess that a combination of things happened. One, like Dakota said, uh, Microsoft is announcing this console a little earlier than they expected. And two, a lot of the games that Sony is producing currently are probably better off with future tech. Like anybody who has seen Death Stranding knows that that game probably wasn't going to be able to run on a normal PS4. Like that was just something that seemed pretty widely understood. It, the the kind of technology that they're messing with, or at least that they've shown, seemed to indicate that there's going to be something um, that would be on PS5. To be so honest, I, even like Assassin's Creed Origins, which I've been playing, as struggles a little bit in like certain scenes on the PS4. Yeah, I mean, we're getting to the point where let's see the the consoles came out in what 2013, I think. So this yeah, is 2013. Yeah, so by 2020, when these consoles are expected to be uh, released, that's going to be about seven years. And that's longer than a normal console span. Um, yeah, consoles are usually good for, like, they start, they pump them out, like, every four. Right? I, let's see. Um, Four-ish? Well, I don't if you're think Nintendo, quite, it's weird. Yeah, Nintendo's weird, but I think... I think it tends to be every five to six is the normal okay. life. That's what I was gonna. Say. I was gonna say four to five. Yeah, with so, like a slim or something coming out in between, or in this right. case, the Pro and the X. Yeah, which has worked out really well. There's all kinds of data that's showing that these consoles are selling like crazy. Apparently, the switch over Black Friday. This was according to Matt Piscatella, who, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you absolutely should. He's the one who does the NPDs. Um, and does does a really great job and releases all these cool tidbits every week and uh, said that over like a five day span that the Nintendo Switch had sold better than the, the Nintendo Wii at any given point. So <laughs> the Switch over those five days did so much damage that it outsold the Wii even like during its release, which is which crazy. Which is crazy because yeah. the Switch deals weren't, that great. I mean, you got Mario Kart for free, basically, but right. I don't yeah, know. I mean that's still pretty cool. I mean, get, like when Nintendo rarely puts stuff out for sale, a free game feels good. Yeah, they that's they true. are very uh, frugal about their their sales. So I don't know. There's a lot to consider about Sony not being there. I'm not hitting panic button yet because I, I just I think don't they'll be think... back the next year. They're just yeah. Kind of scrambling think, right now. I think that's the most likely narrative. I mean, the big stuff with Death Stranding and Last of Us Two already being out in the uh, on the open. I don't know what else they have. Right. Yeah, because I mean, you can only show so many trailers of like the same couple of games that we've already seen a handful of times. It'll so be interesting times. to see. Do Do either of you think that they'll have some sort of Sony Direct, like a like an online? See, I thought show they were going that. to. Do you think after what happened to Square Enix, maybe not? I don't know, man. Yeah. That was that was kind of a disaster. Okay. That was uh, oh man, my heart. Lots of things to consider here. Um, I do one last thing that I want to say is that I was looking at the BlizzCon announcement of the Diablo mobile game, and oh yeah, that was people were real upset about that. Yeah, and we haven't talked about it on the show, but essentially, uh, Blizzard announced a. Uh, Diablo game on mobile. Everybody knows that Diablo 4 is going to happen at some point, but they haven't officially announced it yet. So at Blizzard, uh, at BlizzCon, Blizzard announces this Diablo mobile game. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. And their fans essentially boo them while they're announcing it on stage. It was a horrible look for 
a, the fans should never be booing these poor developers who are just trying their best. And also, there's no reason for Blizzard to announce this kind of thing in front of an audience. Like that's that is the expected response for a fan base that cares a lot about about their game uh, and that franchise. So I could see Sony not wanting to put themselves in that position where they feel like the only games they would have to announce would be disappointments to their fan base. Uh, it's just not a good look when all of the eyes are on you. Like I think even last year, Sony probably regrets going out there and doing that conference um, for a number of reasons. And Oh, for sure. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting thing to keep an eye on uh, moving forward is are these companies more hesitant to kind of, like Dakota said, re-show off the same stuff? Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll have I, to yeah. wait and see. I feel like that would just be bad. Because, I mean, if they're going to show off new games, it's going to mostly be like indie titles most people have already heard of or played or, you know, just kind of re-releases for the console that it, right. for games that are already out. And then showing off more clips of Death Stranding, which people are probably... they. They don't want to see more clips. They just want the game. Right. So in brighter news, Jeff Keighley announced uh, this week that more than 10 games would be announced at this year's Game Awards. Now, he didn't specify what kind of games these are. They could be little indie games. They could potentially even be DLC or expansion packs. or You never really know, but 10 does seem like a big number. Uh, and this is a popular, popular show. It seems, given past the past couple of years, it does seem to me that these will include at least a handful of big announcements. So I wanted to see if you guys had any predictions as to what this might be. Um, there has been some talk about uh, a, a potential follow-up to the Harry Potter leak that happened. Um, so some people are saying that we could see that game again. Um, which does seem pretty likely. There's also some talk um, from from what I, I have heard about a potential Bioshock announcement. So that could line up with something that Jason Schreier reported a couple of years. I think it was a year ago that um, 2K was working on some sort of new Bioshock game. There's even the idea, and I don't think I buy into this, but there's the idea that Bethesda, because of the recent release of fallout 76 could go out of their way to show off one of the the previously announced games in like starbound or you know maybe show something regarding their fallout or excuse me their elder scrolls mobile title D dakota do you remember what it's called the um oh uh, nope it actually looks pretty good for a mobile game but nonetheless um there's some talk that bethesda might have some sort of presence there they actually announced skyrim at <laughs> Uh, a game award show on spike like a couple of years before it announced it was a, a cool release and then we'll probably see something from miyazaki and uh and from software as they almost always bring something to his show to keely's show last year they brought uh Sekiro. yeah they dark souls 3 was announced at uh the game awards i believe bloodborne I can't remember when Bloodborne was announced. It may have also been at the Game Awards. So they usually have a presence. Uh, and I, I, I would anticipate we either see more Sekiro, which seems possible, or maybe we get a Bloodborne 2, oh. or we get some sort of Sony exclusive, which most people seem to believe is is coming down the pipes at some point. So we'll have to wait and see. But Marcos or Dakota, do you guys have any 
uh, in particular predictions here. I'm really hoping to see that Harry Potter game. Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, that that timing lines up pretty well. Tell us tell us why that's a possibility, Marcos. Because it hasn't been anywhere, and we know it's coming up. The yeah. Edward Boone, I think is his name. He's a, he's been hinting Boone, yeah. new Mortal Kombat for a good while. I think it's uh, I think it's happening. Okay. I mean, it's for sure happening, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be at the Game Awards. I don't know any other event where they could show it off because NetherRealm usually shows it off at these big. Um, conventions i think injustice 2 was shown off at um e3 and they weren't at e3 this year so it seems and they won the award last year at the game wars they uh, injustice 2 won fighter ah okay good tidbit uh dakota what do you think uh it's not it's probably not likely but i wish nintendo wasn't so stingy and show me some clips <laughs> of the pokemon game of Pokemon. Oh, not yeah. the new Animal Crossing? Oh, fuck. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I don't know if we've ever seen anything from Nintendo. Yeah, at... they have the directs. That's why I said it wasn't likely, but I wish they wouldn't be so stingy. But I do content. remember Reggie Filsame was there last year. He really did something with, yeah. So they, they had, mm-hmm. I, they did something last year, but I can't remember what it was. It was like, Maybe they announced Donkey Kong Country, or uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, Don- the new Donkey Kong Country oh, Tropical to Freeze Switch. Yeah, uh huh. I think when they announced it to Switch, that was where they did it. So it's, I guess, it's possible. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know. It's, I. It's this next I, Sunday, right? It's like next week. It's gonna happen pretty soon, right? Yeah, it's it's very soon. Game Awards are coming soon. up that soon. Yeah, yeah. we haven't um, even talked about them. We're no, talking we'll, about them right now. Yeah, but in depth. <laughs> uh, let's see. Did, uh, let me get a confirmed date here. It's I, December 8th. I think that's what it last is. Last year it was December 6th. So I think oh. if I scheduled it right, December we have 8th one is more on week. Saturday. Yeah, I think that's when it is. I, that's what I remember, at least. Uh, let's see. December 6th again. Yeah. Oh, on a Friday? No. Yeah. No, that Friday is December 7th. That's a Thursday. So oh, we'll, we'll have... We'll God have to it. do our, our 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 podcast a little earlier next week. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll have to that have work for my schedule. I'm gonna have to well, rewatch it. Record on Wednesday. I can just oh. edit it. I can just edit it up and get it out Thursday. Oh. I think. Oh, 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 oh. Have people listen to it as a bit of pregame hype, but uh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely have some coverage of that. We promised we would. So I'm see if I can watch. I didn't it. think it was so soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's always like pretty early. I guess time's been kind of flying though. We, Keely yeah, did a, a really good job of making sure that it's the first award show out. Like it's before the Dice Awards. It's before all the other game award shows. The this Golden is- Joystick, whatever yeah, it's called. The Golden Joysticks. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are cute. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. I don't know what exactly we'll see. I am actually at a loss. Normally, I would have a ton of predictions. Uh, I just don't know. I think Gathering Storm would have been a cool announcement. They Civ just announced its expansion. Oh yeah, but uh, on that stream for like ten hours or something. Yeah. So and I watched like every second of it. (laughs) (laughs) Um. So I yeah we'll we'll have to wait and see. I I, there's I'm I'm hopeful that okay let's let's play a little game here Dakota in terms of big announcements games that you me and Marcos would all call a big announcement. How many do we get at the Game Awards? One. Oh, wow. Okay, Marcos. I think two. 
Two. I say four. I'm gonna say, say four. four. I'm gonna go with the high. I believe. Four? I don't think Keeley just says ten and then is like, oh yeah, man. but that includes nine indie games. Yeah, like, what, that kind of would games would what kind of games would like? What kind of like games would give us that kind of reaction? Like, what 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 would Gardner games? Big? Yeah, like Harry Potter would be big. Yeah, right? that would be pretty big. If they did something, you know, it, this isn't gonna happen because. Uh, Odyssey just came out, but you know, if they like announce something like a new Assassin's Creed game, no, that would be big. they need to give themselves some rest, or else they're just gonna start know, making crap I, games again. I know, I know. I'm just using making good games. Give them some time. Don't don't push them, Ben. That's what they're doing. <laughs> I want my Assassin's Creed games to be good again. And oh, they are so far. Bloodborne Anything 2 would be a big announcement. Bloodborne related. Anything Bloodborne related, I would just cream. Okay, so what else? We have uh I feel like Xbox will do something. Like, yeah, hmm. I can feel that. Xbox is in with it. They know. Oh, what's up. you know what? Obsidian just put this thing out that said they were announcing a game in like eight days. Wouldn't that oh, put it at the Game Awards? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that could be it. That could be it. So Obsidian obviously developed Fallout New Vegas, and the the two guys behind Obsidian right now are the Fallout creators, like the literal creators. So. We could get some big Western RPG announcement, or it, they've been doing a lot of isometric stuff. Like God, show me some saucy clips of Concerned Ape's new game he's been working on. What is that? That Concerned is Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley. Oh, I see. He's been working Concerned on a new, Ape. Yeah, he's been doing I a see. new game, and it's supposed to be like not. It, it's like a kind of like a school wizardy game. Yeah, it's like a. I've I've heard a lot of people mention. Oh, it, Little, like, Wet, Little Witch Academy. No, that's not it. No, but that's the idea. Okay. So, I I just want to take a second here. I'm not I'm not gonna allow either of you to respond because I don't I don't want to know how you feel about this. But oh, I hate I actually loathe when people use screen names instead of actual names for like their dev titles. Okay. Like. Concerned ape, just use your real name, dude. Yeah, so I was really confused. I thought it was a game. I thought that was yeah. the game. I don't know. That's frustrating to me. And then I almost said Toby Fox, but that's probably his real name. <laughs> I think that is his real name. <laughs> Poor guy. I digress. I mean, okay. I don't know. I think it's just some of them want like some kind of animosity. <sighs> it's just and that, like, you're a professional that. adult, man. Use your real name. Sorry. Some people just want a little bit of animosity yeah. in their life. You don't get it. I don't, I don't, uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's move on. We've got uh, very little other news to talk about, but Fallout 76 released just recently. Apparently it's a totally buggy mess. I've played for like four hours. I don't really know how buggy my experience has been outside of like it's it performs really badly. But I did want to start talking about broken games. Um, and so when we come back from our break, we're going to we're going to talk about broken games and broken hearts, uh, some broken games that really just messed with us and uh, games that we really wanted to be good, but you just can't really get through them. Oh, I thought we were going to talk about games that broke our hearts. We are oh, simultaneously. Yeah, but I meant like story nah, OK, not that Probably broke my heart. <laughs> another uh, <laughs> sentimental <laughs> stories will be another episode. But uh, we'll come back in just a minute. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Epilogue Gaming Podcast. We'd like to take a moment to thank our Patreon sponsors, including our new members, Zach Marvin, Samantha Seal, How's My Audio, and Chocolate Chip Pancakes. 
We'd also like to give a special shout out to our gold tier members and above Matt Buchanan, Tina Jameson, Thanks the Dragon Slayer, Drath Josh, Disney Lover for Life, Chocolate Chip Pancakes, and X Creations. You too can become a Patreon member for as little as $1 a month over at patreon.com slash epilogue gaming. Included are a variety of rewards and perks, so check it out when you have some free time. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for listening today. Uh, we're going to talk about broken games and broken hearts. Uh, games that released were totally broken, almost unplayable, and just broke our hearts. That happened with me in the past couple of weeks with Fallout 76. Now, I can't say that I've put enough time into the game to see a lot of what's broken about it. Um, I've played about four or five hours. I thought it was okay. Like, it just... It, it certainly isn't what I think of when I think of a Fallout game. I could see a lot of people having fun with it. It's not my style. The game has been getting slammed across uh, all of gaming. It's just people do not... People really, really are not happy with the product Bethesda put out. And some reasons for this are poor performance. The game... I just bought a brand new PC. The game performs awfully. Uh... Some of the tapes inside of the game don't play when you need them to play. A lot of the quests are just broken, meaning that you can't progress. There are a lot of glitches in regards to the weight of your players. So sometimes you're not actually carrying a lot of stuff. And the game says you're carrying too much to be able to run, which obviously slows things down. Um, so there is a lot going on here with Fallout 76 that has caused it to be a broken game. So Marcos... Why don't you kick us off here? For you, what makes a game broken? I mean, if I can't do what I'm supposed to do, if the game crashes, if I'm trying to move forward and suddenly I'm moving back or clipping through a wall, I think that's pretty broken. <laughs> okay, so let me give you a for instance. In Elder Scrolls V, which is another Bethesda game, there were instances where the uh, the elephants, or I guess the woolly mammoths or whatever they were, um, would start floating in the air. And I would just see them floating into the sky. I'm sure we've all, anybody who's played Skyrim has probably seen this before. They would just start floating in the sky. And then all of a sudden they would fall and crash down to earth and die. <laughs> right? And you would just see the whole thing happen. It was kind of funny. Now, obviously they never intended for that kind of thing to happen. Um, and from, you know, just a, a literal, um, perspective here that, that seems broken to me, but it, it, you know, going by your definition, Marcos, that didn't stop me from progressing in the game right now. There were some <laughs> other bugs in Skyrim that may have prevented that, but not that in particular. So is that, we can have a whole talk about Skyrim's bugs. Sure. I would rather not. <laughs> so trust me, I know I'm in and out. I abuse them. Well, it, it, in this particular case, Marcos, is something like that broken? Or is it just part of what is under the, uh, you know, the acceptable umbrella of bugs and glitches? I think that's acceptable. If you can laugh at it and walk past it and still play your game, yeah, that's acceptable. Okay. Dakota, do you agree? Yeah. Okay. So that that's kind of how I wanted to contextualize all of it. Because I, too, laughed when I saw this. Um, and when I was playing Elder Scrolls V and I was reading about it a lot, I noticed that there was a vocal minority of people that were saying, you know what, Bethesda is walking down an extremely dangerous road here. 
And if we don't call them out on these bugs, then in future releases, they're just going to get worse and worse. And I really thought that was a case of slippery slope fallacy where people were just like, you know what, if we allow this kind of thing, then who knows what's next. But here we sit after Fallout 76 and the game feels truly broken for people to the point where they can't play it. It seems like we should start becoming more concerned with those types of bugs rather than thinking that they're funny um, or, you know, that they're even passable. Because if that's kind of the kind of acceptable development that we allow for developers, then maybe we'll see more and more of that uh, in, in their future titles. So, Dakota, what do you think here? Um, it, with Bethesda in particular, of course, there, this, this isn't you know just true for Bethesda, but it might be most true for Bethesda. Uh, do they need to clean up Fallout 76, or are you going to go into, say, Starbound or Elder Scrolls 6 without concern? Uh, yeah, of course they need to clean up Fallout 76. And I do worry about like Elder Scrolls 6 and Starbound. Because um, as fun as the glitches in uh, Skyrim are fun, um, they do break like the immersion of the game. As well as... Um, how do I say this without saying... Like, it, it's a little like asshole of me. That's okay. Go full like, asshole. Being able to just kind of like abuse the game because it's like this like the sneak quote-unquote glitch it's not even really a glitch it, it may be i don't know it's just like, like where programmed can, yeah where you can just like go back and forth behind someone for hours leave your game on rubber band around your joysticks sneak is 100 <laughs> like that shouldn't <laughs> be a thing like i mean of course like it requires time and stuff but like and obviously patience if you're willing to wait that long then i guess go for it pal but like that shouldn't that that's i don't know that's sucks and I mean, I'm I'm at fault. I abuse these glitches too. I know where all the merchant secret chests are, but the fact that they're accessible to the player pretty easily is weird. Like, there's one right outside of Solitude where you like just you just have to find the right spot. It's right on top of a blue little stick. You hit it, and now you have access to like a traveling caravan stuff. And every 48 hours, it'll refresh because that's how often the merchants refresh their stuff. And like you could do the same thing in the thieves, the thieves guild, where you could just go through all of their secret chests and jack them. Like that shouldn't be so, like that easily accessible. To where like I'm pretty stupid, and even I can get to it. You know? <laughs> You're not stupid, and I do think that there's something to be said for that ruining the immersion of an RPG, right? So like as we get further, further into this poor programming, you can really see. That Bethesda doesn't really care. And I think that, you know, because of sales, because of people like me sticking up for them in the past, I think there's something to be said for, okay, we may have actually promoted this kind of development. Um, so I'm a little worried that people like me uh, caused this kind of thing. Now, Marcos, for from your perspective, you don't really play Elder Scrolls. You don't really play no, Fallout. Um do you ever worry about something like this making its way into genres that you care more about? Or is this really, I mean, you look everywhere else and it seems like this is most relevant in these big wide open RPGs. Right. So, I mean, yeah, you would say that, but right now black ops four is pretty broken. Tell us about it. Game crashes. 60% of the time you boot it up. 
<laughs> so that's like the buggiest of bugs, right? It's pretty you bad. Like crashed. you can like the the first week was probably the worst because all we would want to do is play zombies. But around the round 20 to the round 40 area was when the game was like, all right, you've you've had enough fun. We're gonna crash right now. You just get blue screen. Ugh. So and and I, multiplayer, you can try and spawn in, and all of a sudden your characters will just zoop around the, the the entire map, and then the game would start, and you would wind up where the hell you zooped. Did you call it zooped? Yeah, you zooped. Okay, all right. Uh, I want to add that word to my vocabulary <laughs> if at all possible. So yeah, I think that, like you said, for me, it, it has always been like okay. If I can play through this, then it's an acceptable thing. Or if it doesn't make the game for me something that, you know, makes it unplayable, right? Then, I don't know, then I, I should be able to get through it. But, I don't know. It, it it does, it's starting to feel an awful lot to me. Like, if we're not careful, this is going to become an acceptable norm of the kind of game that I really love. Uh, and the kind of game Dakota really likes. You know, like these these big rpgs so i don't know I, I moving forward i think we have to be very careful i think the public response to fallout 76 has actually been strong enough that fallout you know you know not just 76 but fallout moving forward will probably be particularly careful with this but that's to put out an announcement today saying they were you know really listening and whatever and who knows how true that is but all the same um moving forward it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on so now I kind of wanted to ask you guys if there was any instances of a game that you just really wanted to like, but it was too buggy to even like get started on. Um, so while you guys think of a couple, I, I thought of I thought of one in particular for me, and Marcos will know this because I've I've gone through this experience now three times. Uh, <laughs> no Man's Sky. God damn it! Was was the game I bought. Uh, the first day it came out, I pre-ordered it, which I don't really do anymore, but I pre-ordered uh, No Man's Sky. I, I don't think there's ever been a new IP I've been so excited for. Maybe if you consider something like Bloodborne, but like I I was like at the tip top of the hype machine for No Man's Sky. It's just the kind of game I get really into. I love dinosaurs, so like the weird animal creatures and monsters and stuff you'd find in that game really appealed to me. So I pick up the game, and within 30 minutes, I know that I'm not going to play it. It just doesn't function on my on my what was a strong PC. It just doesn't function properly, and it, it you know the frames just keep dropping. the The game sort of discontinues text when you're in the middle of some sort of mission. All kinds of things just broken. So I return the game, and then a year later, I decide to pick it up again. Same thing. It's just totally broken. They, I know they've released updates and stuff, but the game just does not function for me. And then yesterday, I pick no, two days ago, I pick up No Man's Sky for the first time in two years. I, I repurchased it not that long ago. I play it, and I absolutely love the game. So there's this game that I, I know I really like, but the, the core problems that it had made it unplayable for me. Um, it's That was a real heartbreaker. <laughs> that was a real heartbreaker. The best oh, game man. I've ever bought three times. So, <laughs> uh, Marcos, what about you? Do you have any? Uh, the launch of Street Fighter V was really, really uh, aggravating. 
I think Tell I can say that. The netcode just wasn't... See, Capcom has been known to have some of the best netcode in fighting games. It would run smoothly, you'd get a match, it would be fine. Street Fighter V? Nah. Like, you would... Uh, fighting games have two types of netcode. One is rollback netcode, which is what Street Fighter uses and what most Capcom fighters use, and the other one is delay-based netcode. Delay-based is easier to explain because all it is is that the worst connection you have with your opponent, the more frames of delay they put in between each of your buttons. Rollback netcode, you can keep pressing your buttons and it'll read that button, but it will constantly jump frames backwards to see what actually happened. Ooh. And that was how all of the games pretty much went in the launch of Street Fighter V, if it was even a remotely bad connection. You had to have a solid connection to get a decent match, and it just was not great. Right, and that's pretty much not usable in a fighting game. It yeah, breaks like that down made, the it was broken. Like, yeah. The launch of Street Fighter V was probably the worst any Street Fighter game has ever had. I and still I think that's to this day, but... I mean, that, that might be why you hear about them less in fighting games, right? Is because you you literally cannot get away with it. It just yeah. it doesn't work. Oh, so, man. It's interesting. It may be yeah. based on what developers feel like their genre can get away with almost. Yeah, that was a, that was a bad one, though. Like, I don't know what they were thinking when they released it like that. Uh, Dakota, what about you? Okay. So when I played this game, it wasn't necessarily at its release. But more so uh, years afterwards. <laughs> okay. Um, it was Ark. Ark, yeah. Oh, okay. I know. And I one. thought, okay, it's been a few years. I'm, I'm. It's, it's on sale for real cheap. They charge a lot for that game for being a, a decently old game uh-huh. that doesn't even work well. Let me tell you, <laughs> they charge a lot of money for that game. I think it was like forty bucks, and I was like, I'm not dropping forty dollars, and it sucks. But it was like twenty dollars or like. 15 or something. I thought, okay, this is worthwhile. I guess. This, I don't mind paying this much. And I go in and I play with a friend. And one, I don't know how to play this game. And you can't play like by yourself for a bit to get a hang of the things. So you have to jump into a server. And these types of games, the people on these servers are dicks. Like they're rude <laughs> and awful. And they actually <laughs> have their dicks out. Like they're usually totally Literally. naked. Yeah. But they also are all just rude and terrible. Like, they they literally see you. They're like, ah, oh, I know that's a new player. And then they will kill you. <laughs> like, so one, I don't want to play with these people because I don't even know how to play the game. But I'm being forced to. That sucks. Two, I have a very good PC. And at this point, I figured the game might have fixed its, like, graphical issues. No. Game barely ran. Don't know why. And then, and, like, this isn't even necessarily the game is broken, but, like... The, like, when you die, you have, like, a timer to respawn. And so it, the more you die, the higher the respawn timer gets. And so at some point, because, like, we would die so often because, one, we don't know how to play the game. <laughs> Two, people are jerks and they kill you. And whatever. But, like, at some point, the respawn timer was, like, five minutes. And I'm like, wow, they really just don't want me to play their game, do they? <laughs> like, at this point, like, you're literally asking me to walk away and then come back in five minutes to play again just to die. Like, and I was dying so much. And, like, some people stole my friend and drugged him. And, like, they fed him drug berries. <laughs> and, what you, and I was like, this, this is awful. 
I actually had a very similar experience with Ark, and I think I may have talked about this with you, Dakota, way back when it released. But Ark had this this really gorgeous trailer of like a dinosaur breaking through some wooden structure, and like you're on a beach and your character's running on the beach, and it just looks so good. It's like, oh my god, I can't believe there's this game with dinosaurs. Like you can fly with dinosaurs, and there's this whole island of cool creatures and stuff. And then, I, so I, of course, I I'm a sucker, and I buy the game, and I look at it, and it is the worst looking game I've ever seen. I, like I've ever laid eyes on it. So ugly, and it wasn't necessarily like buggy, but like Dakota said, it it was t- it just felt like the performance was so bad. And it was so misleading. That was a heartbreaker. It was really sure. the race. One, I don't like, I'm not a multiplayer person. And especially if you don't know the game, like, why am I going to jump into multiplayer where I know these people are jerks? Right. I don't want to play with them, but I have to interact with them because, like, that's just, that's just what's going to happen. Yeah. And I guess that ultimately is more of, like, a game issue than, you know, it being, like, the the game was broken. Um, Like, I'm being forced to interact with people I don't want to, and they're being mean to me. And I keep dying, which, okay, I'm new. I don't know how to play this game. Of course I'm going to die. But then you keep giving me a bigger and bigger respawn timer on top of it. That's what killed me. I was like, okay, we're, we're, we're at like three minutes now. I, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not waiting three minutes just to come back to life and die in another two. Well, in this crappy game. Yeah, I, I think there's something to be said for uh, that, that first experience you have with a game. Um in particular, it's very odd to me that games don't come out of the bat. Like, at least check the bugs in the first few hours. You know what I mean? Like, at least test that much. So, uh, I don't know. It, hopefully, th- this is the last time we'll have to talk about a release this big being so buggy. Obviously, we had Mass Effect Andromeda a couple years ago. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, you know, we just want to avoid this kind of thing in the future, if at all possible. Bethesda, um, thanks in advance. So... As a fan of yours, I say this, you know, with love. Okay. I don't. <laughs> this week, we're going to play a little game. Um, Dakota is still behind by a point. Uh, but, I'll, I, again, I don't really care who goes first here. So, you're you're going to be able to get more than one point. This game is uh, was submitted by somebody named Travers. Uh, thanks, Travers, for the... I didn't get an email from Travers, so hopefully if, if you're listening to this, you can do that and get your free game. Uh, which of the following games... Uh, I, I should contextualize this a little bit. The whole reason I selected this one is because Kingdom Hearts is gold. It's oh. finally gold. After all of these years, 13 years, we finally get the follow-up to Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming soon. And so this question fits really perfectly with that. Which of the following games and its sequel had more than five years between the two games? So the first one, and I'll start I'll start with Marcos on this one. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 4 and 5. Were there more than five years between the release of those two games, Marcos? No. Okay, Dakota. Uh, I'm going to say... Ye- yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's a yes. There was almost exactly five years, slightly more. This was this was tricky. Uh, a little more than five years for between Grand Theft Auto Four and Five. Okay. So I'm gonna start with Dakota here. We're all tied up, actually. Dakota is in the game. 
this this is uh the the first time in a while we've been in this position bioshock one and bioshock two more or less than five years between the two less okay marcus less less three years between the two games okay here's an interesting one civilization five and civilization six marcos more okay more yeah six years i couldn't believe that one what about dakota portal one and portal two oh uh I'm gonna say mm. more. <laughs> okay, Marcos. Uh, less. Less. Marcos, back God up a point. It. it was four years. Okay, here's one: Duke Nukem 3D and Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> more. Okay. Yeah, more. More. This one, if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan and you're feeling bad about yourself, 13 years, Duke Nukem had 15 years. And I only know because my dad was like, oh man, there's this game I used to play called Duke Nukem, and it was so cool. And then they remade it, he's like, oh my god, it's Duke Nukem. Yeah, and this (laughs) game is trash. I've played it. Talk about buggy. Oh lord, it's, it's gross. It's a terrible game. Okay. Fallout New Vegas and Fallout 4. Dakota. More. Okay. Marcus. Uh more? I have no idea when it came Slightly out. Slightly more. Slightly uh-huh. more. So you both get a point. Marcos still up one. Final, final one. We'll start with Marcos this time. Super Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine. Uh less? Okay. Dakota. More. It is more. Dakota ties it up on the last oh. question. All right. Mostly because I never played Mario. What? Which? Which Mario was it? Sixty-four <laughs> and Sunshine. Okay, I, I just had a. I just had a double check. Yeah. But I never owned an Nintendo. I only knew because Sunshine came out when I was like little kid, and I never had sixty-four because I like was. I'm just. I was too young for an N sixty-four. Any guesses as to when Mario sixty-four came out? What year? The 90s. 98. <laughs> 96. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I wasn't alive. And then <laughs> 2002 for Super Mario Sunshine. Oh, wow, really? Damn. Yep. So, pretty oh, crazy. Um, yeah, six you years. Know, people, people like to joke about the whole Kingdom Hearts thing, but we have, we have had like seven other games between two and three. Yeah, I don't ever really sympathize with kingdom hearts fans in that particular instance like you've gotten a lot of games in between now tons of re-releases and it feels like they they did like a perfect job of milking and building the hype for that franchise without like you know running it up to like kingdom hearts 7 yeah man i'm still getting story on my phone game yeah i'm still learning shit as we're all trying to quickly do is consume the Kingdom Hearts story before three comes I out. I mean, they're still throwing out plots, plot devices, just big points to this day. I think the most recent story was added to Kingdom Hearts Kai last week. And, and there you go. Off. Yeah, last, really last minute really story. I mean, they they have they haven't said anything about stopping. I don't know if we're still gonna get more rap before Kingdom Hearts three. I just know that. There's more story to unravel. That's all they tell us. 
They just know Kingdom Hearts fans are insatiable, and they'll gobble up whatever you put in front of them. Oh, dude, for real. They have think, made so much money off of me. I think that's probably true. Um, and it's, I, I don't know, it's kind of it's kind of a bold strategy to be like, hey, you have to like understand all of this story. I feel like it may lead to Kingdom Hearts 3 not selling super well. Because it's such an intimidating franchise. Nonsense. Like. People are still gonna buy it, not know what the fuck is going on, and think, "Oh, at least it has Mickey." That could be the case as well. Yeah. It's gonna go one way or the other. It's gonna sell <laughs> like bonkers. It's, it's coming it's out on Xbox. Xbox has no other games. It only has Kingdom Hearts Three. Well, that's not true, but <laughs> I mean, what, what do you mean? Like, I'm talking about in the in the Kingdom Hearts franchise, the oh, only okay, okay. games they're gonna have yeah. is Three. Yeah, they have nothing that's else. True. I'm just really confused why Square Enix was like, you know what? We're going to keep re- releasing these remakes only on, on the Sony. PlayStation. Yeah, it's very odd. It's very odd. Um, like they can make some money off of it. Just like throw it on fucking. I don't know how. I don't know how programming is, but I mean, I you can get up- mad at me if I play if I play Kingdom Hearts three on Xbox. No, I wouldn't. Like, it's, like you can play however the hell you want. It's probably going to run the best on Xbox One X. Probably. I'm pretty sure that's going to be the case. It's just that at least give them a chance to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Uh, We will be back next week. Assuredly, we've got to cover the game awards. So we'll be back next week and doing that. Dakota, where can people find you? On Twitter at the Empress, but there's a three in there and you've got to find it. And on twitch.tv at spygina. Okay. Marcos? Uh, 23.37 on Twitter. Marcos Carmona is a cute one. You can find me at Benjamin10 on Twitch or at BenjaminPlays on Twitter. Uh, I just asked a question on Twitter that I would love some, some good responses to. Uh, what's your favorite video game genre? Maybe we'll talk about more genrefication later on i think we've talked about oh, it a little boy. bit on this podcast. oh boy that's gonna be yeah. a good one yeah so maybe we'll do that soon uh but that's about it for us thank you guys for listening we'll have a big week ahead of us next week will almost be solely based around the game awards because that takes a long time for us to cover uh but we'll see you guys then we'll make sure the episode is out before the game awards next week i'll do everything i can to make sure that happens thanks again for listening take care